listening to Everyday Engineering, the City of Madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure, complex topics explained simply. From the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes. By way, the curbs and streets we design. City engineering touches your life in so many ways. Explained right now in Everyday Engineering. After over a decade of process, the public market is officially happening. Yes, it's really happening. My name is Hannah Molinitsky. I'm the City of Madison Engineering Division Public Information Officer. And today I'm joined by two key people in the public market process. From our Engineering Division, Facilities Management Section, and Project Manager for the Madison Public Market, Brent Paba, and from the Department of Planning, Community, and Economic Development here at the City, Economic Development Division Director, Matt Miklajewski. Thank you both for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Wow, you know, the journey. We were talking about it before we started recording, and we haven't even started construction yet. Um, But before we begin, can you both kind of briefly explain to our listeners your role in the planning for the public market if they haven't been following along yet? So Brent, kick us off. Um, Well, my role in the public market is um, mostly focused on on the design um, phases of the market um, and um, like Matt will probably add on to, there's quite a few uh, folks involved in the public market. Um, and so what I'm focused on is the Just design. Just a few. Yeah. Just a few. <laughs> Just a few, yeah. <laughs> so what I'm focused on is is um, um, assisting the group on the design phases. Uh, we have, uh, we have uh, professional design teams, architects and engineers working on the project. Um, and so I am kind of an intermediary between... Um, uh, the professional designers and uh, the the future users of the facility. Awesome. Brent, Matt? Sure. So uh, prior to the design work on the public market, there was a long period of time when we were working with community members and the Common Council and the Public Market Foundation on preparing a business plan and identifying a site and really understanding what a public market could be and what role a public market could have within the Madison community. So my colleagues within the Economic Development Division, I, along with others throughout the city, have been working on that really for over a decade now. And you said what role the public market would have in our community. What is that role? I don't know if I've ever asked that about the public market yet. I mean, we've done a lot of interviews and media building up to this point, but what is the role that we're envisioning for this in our community? That's a great question. We're really fortunate that the food economy is really an important aspect of our regional economy. Uh, we are in the middle of an extremely productive agricultural area of the country. Mm-hmm. We know that we have had many food entrepreneurs get started in Madison and, and grow within Madison. We have our wonderful Dane County Farmers Market. We have the Feed Kitchen Incubator. We already have this great ecosystem of food support systems that really help support a food economy. And the role that the public market is going to play is is another kind of step within that ecosystem or another piece of that ecosystem by providing a place where individuals can manufacture food products and sell food products year-round in an indoor facility. And in a facility that we hope is really open and engaging to the community, and invites the community in to really explore and, and enjoy uh, this great food economy that we have in Madison. No pressure, Brent. 
making sure that that all all of those things check 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 maybe you know yeah this is going to be good and i think the design also supports that so far so that's been a an exciting thing because it's actually coming to life now yeah may i add a little yes um, please and so i'm i'm really excited about this this role and then uh, i think like any public facility or public space, there's a really interesting opportunity for the community to um, understand how they would like this as a resource to be used. And so I think we've done a fantastic job of understanding um, how um, um, this will be used and then also understanding that we don't necessarily know how it'll be used in the future, and, and that's up to the community to decide about how they want to use their public spaces. I love that. Love that. That pulls everything kind of together. Um, we've talked a little bit about future. We'll go back to that, but we're going to go back to history first. So the history to this point, as we know, and, and in the process, we know there's a long history. But if people aren't, you know, familiar with the history, can you kind of share how we got to this point? Um, and including the pandemic did impact our process as well. So can you just kind of walk us gently through the history getting to this point for public market? Sure. Uh, the public market has been in discussions at the city for really over 15 years. And some may recall that there was discussion for a while about locating the public market downtown. And uh, the about uh, really over a dozen years ago, the city formed a public market development committee to be the sort of the city committee leading the charge of the project. And in the course of the intervening years, uh, we looked at several locations and identified this as the most suitable site. We prepared a business plan for the, the public market. Uh, ultimately, the Public Market Foundation was formed to be the entity to, to basically run the public market. And we also set up a market-ready program to begin engaging entrepreneurs that have an interest in locating in the public market and helping to prepare those vendors for the time uh, when they would be able to open within the public market. And, and so those were a whole series of activities that over time led to a business plan and a design that was focused specifically on renovating the fleet services building and converting it into a public market. As, as you noted, uh, you know, COVID put a few wrinkles uh, in there, uh, <laughs> as, as it did with many things. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, we are, are back on track. And as, as Brent noted, he and his team are, are well underway to getting the project under construction this year. Um, history from a construction perspective has also been kind of up and down because, you know, we've we worked at gathering and working with the city, different city agencies to understand the need and the want and the um, the business plan and all the things. But construction-wise, it's been a challenge as well. We've gone through, and the pandemic being one of the one of the toughest things because of um, you know material backups, things th things in the construction industry that have challenged our process too. Can you shed a little light on that? Yeah, and so that that did. Um began it, it, it began to show it, itself in, in kind of the midpoint of pandemic about our supply chain issues and escalations of uh, cost for materials, um, cost for um, um, labor and and 
for better or worse, those um, um, those portions of our economy are um, um, kind of long term, and so that we're, we're still seeing these sorts of uh, um, uh, cost escalations mm-hmm. um, for for um, all city facilities and and likely all all building projects in Madison and and the United States. Um, so we. We have been working with our design team to understand um, um, the escalations as we were um, um, working towards our uh, completed construction design set. Um, so we we have an understanding of what escalations uh, have happened. Um, mm-hmm. um, and so we're working um, to um, um, understand those and mitigate those um, in, in order for us to uh, feel confident um, of, of bidding um, in Um, summer of 2023. You know, one of the things and one of the voices that is not here today, um, but we are very, very thankful for the partnership is the foundation. And when we talk about cost and we talk about the money chunks of this, which is what a lot of people are interested in as well. Everybody wants to get into the market, but we also want to know how much how much money does it cost? You know, what are the chunks? So um, can you kind of share how integral the foundation has been and then um, I guess anything else money related as we're sitting here and sitting on cost for a moment. Absolutely. I mean the the foundation has played several extremely important roles in the public market project and will continue to do so moving forward. Uh, first and foremost, they're going to be the entity that is going to be running uh, the public market on a day-to-day basis. Kind of a big deal. Yep, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and as as you indicated, they were also critical in uh, helping to raise funds for the public market project. At, at this point, they've secured over $3 million, and uh, they are still uh, certainly seeking uh, donations uh, to the facility, but uh, their their financial contribution to the public market has been a critical piece in in moving the project forward. And how much was that? Uh, over three million. Yeah, a lot of money, a lot of work, and everything. And the total cost of the product project is roughly about uh, twenty twenty million and, and change. Sure. Uh, okay. Um, and that that's for um, all costs associated to to sure. the capital project itself. So sure. not only construction, but uh, design services, um, development costs, so on and so forth. Yes. So big project big money, a lot of people involved. Um, a project like this really, as we've kind of unpacked a little bit, it's really not that simple. Um, no project is in the, in the city, truly. Any project, any, any project anywhere, um, anybody who's putting anything together, especially when it you know, is, is in a community like ours and we're excited for it and we're hungry for it, um, a lot of people n- not involved in the city process may be wondering, this big question, why did it take so long? I have to ask it, you know, and, and there's very good reason, but why did this take so long and decades? I know we wanted to get it right, but why did it take so long? I, I think one of the key factors is that we were very mindful throughout the process of bringing in the community into the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, not every city project has a city committee that's dedicated to it. Mm -hmm. And as a result, there's been a lot of community engagement uh, throughout this time and a lot of opinions that have been considered and incorporated into the project. And so it, it, we wanted it to be a community facility and given that community outreach, it it does take time. It also, uh, you know, takes time from, in terms of identifying the property, uh, completing the business plan, completing all of the design work, preparing the vendors. 
And then, you know, COVID admittedly uh, threw a curveball at us where uh, we had to uh, kind of regroup on a number of items related to the project and, uh, and, and move forward. So it, it, it all, when you add all those things together, uh, it, it does add up. Process takes time. It Pro- does. Process takes time. And I think that's a good way of explaining it. I mean, I think a lot of people who are not involved in process, especially the public market process, they may not understand how many things you have to do to get this moving. I mean, to say it most plainly, um, there's just it's just not that simple. So thank you for your patience if you're listening to this. Um, but we're going to get it right. It's going to be so beautiful. Um, you mentioned things like, you know, project location, site selection, um, the fleet building being used and needing work for, you know, remediation. And, you know, it was used as a garage for many years. And then we used it as a temporary shelter. And then we needed to clean it and make sure that it was ready for construction. Can we kind of just hit on that for a moment? What work went into that? And is it ready? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's, um, it's ready for construction. And so um, as as folks may know, uh, we are not building a new uh, facility uh, for the public market. We are adaptively reusing an existing facility. Um, and in some ways that makes um, certain parts of the process simpler. Um, uh, in other ways it makes it more complicated. Um, um, and so uh, what's helpful to understand is that you know the design process is only one portion of, of, of this project, one portion of the um, decades-long work that's gone into it. And that, that alone represents millions and millions of decisions. <laughs> um, and, and you know if we focus in on, on um, the existing facility is we, we as a group have to understand what is capable to be done inside of that facility, how, how we may um, update it and renovate it and, and make those decisions. Um, and so um, you know that, that is a part of that kind of time and that process. Um, but we've we've reached a really good point. Um, we have a facility that has been um, uh, used for many decades in the city, um, and and in many ways we could have knocked it down um, and and restarted. But I think that uh, you know that as a community resource would be really unfortunate because what we've gotten to is a point where we have a great understanding of how we're going to be able to use this facility for the next hundred years. Wow. Um, and that's exciting, I think, for me personally. And I think that uh, most of the folks that have been a part of it have really realized that this is a really great benefit and, and potential uh, for um, uh, continuing to build on the urban uh, fabric of Madison. The bones of the building is legit, to yeah. say it most plainly. I mean, it is like a, it is a sturdy building. Buildings are not built like that. Like from decades, I mean, we we have a few buildings that we know in engineering that we're like, oh, we just love that building. We're going to hold on to that building. You know, I mean, I think you look at um, the Madison Municipal Building as an example, beautiful building built the way in a different way from different times, you know, and we've preserved that and reused that and renovated that and, pre- you know, preserve that. This building, totally different, but it's just super sound and structurally all there it would be very expensive if we were to tear down and, and build something the same level, right? I thought that was interesting when yeah. we because I said, well, why didn't we just build new? And you're like, no, if we would have had to tear down and build this thing brand new at the same level of this building, way more expensive. Way more expensive. We wouldn't be able to do that, and so we would be we'd be um, left with the choice of of building. Uh, 
a building that won't be able to stand the test of time. Um, um, and I think that you really touch on a really great and interesting point that the facility itself is utilitarian. It was built to um, uh, to to be used to service our fleet facility, our fleet vehicles. Yeah. Um, and and oddly enough, that function really translates well to a public market function. Is like both types of um, activities require these large open spaces, mm-hmm. uh, high bays, natural light, um, um, access um, to within the space, and all of those. Um, aspects of this facility have been reused and 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 it's just a really good kind of from an economic standpoint from my perspective it's a really good strategy and from a a strategy of conservation Mm -hmm. um it's it's really doing a great job matt do you do you do you i see you shaking your head yes do you agree and you know that's definitely factored into site selection and where we were going to do this right absolutely and uh we we did explore uh the possibility of a new construction uh option for the public market and as brent noted it was uh expensive uh, and much more expensive than than the current site so it, as I, I completely agree with brent that this is really a great story of uh having a project that is more cost effective and also uh that really kind of highlights how one doesn't always need to tear down an old building just when they want to do something new that you can repurpose uh, facilities that are there, which which is uh, good for the environment. It also aligns perfectly with what we do at the city of Madison. I mean, it, it hits all the things. You know, we I, I think a lot of the time people may think that we do just, you know, build new or we allow build new. And I think there is a part of it where like we have a chunk in engineering, especially with preservation and um, just different parts of the city that we really do try to, okay, what can we do with this before we think, okay, we got to build new. So um, if you were wondering, listeners, that is very much part of our process all the time, that way of thinking, because we try to hold on to our gems that we have. Um, okay, so we're in construction soon-ish, um, but the chunk of the construction process that maybe people aren't aware of is we got to find out who's going to do the job. So um, the project has to go out to bid, which means, hey, we have a job. Here's what it is. Send us your numbers. And then we, how does that process kind of go from there? Yeah. So um, what we do is we advertise the bid and exactly what uh, you've stated is that then general contractors review our documents, our design, and provide us with a cost of of building that building. Um, And so it's our hope and our expectation to receive multiple bids. Um, We're excited to receive as many as possible because that is a competitive uh, Mm -hmm. bidding process. Um, As uh, folks may know, Government in general uh, uses a process of accepting a lowest bidder, and so um, what we will do is on bid opening day, we'll open the bids um, and understand who is the the lowest viable bidder. Um, so and get your numbers as close as you can. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, um, and and understand the you know the, the the general contractors do a great job at understanding what's inside of the project, what is has been designed, and how they can um, how they can provide those. Uh, uh, procurement processes and the construction process. Um, and so uh, we accept the lowest bidder. Uh, we go into um, a phase called a contract negotiation, which it's really not negotiation. It's more about getting the administrative efforts of getting the contract completed. Um, and that takes um, uh, a few months. Um, and, and then we um, provide a start of work letter to the general contractor. And then we start construction. 
And in that process, we will have more public engagement. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that, that helps too. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And it goes through several committees uh, for approval. And so um, yes. the community itself is is interacting with that process in many ways. Yes. Um, Matt, this is a huge opportunity, especially in the construction world. Um, it's a lot of work. You can look at it two ways. This is a lot of work. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, maybe it's something new. There's a lot of eyeballs on it. But then on the other side, other side of the coin, it's an incredible opportunity to put your name on a project like that and really knock it out of the park. Um, what does that mean for our community and our construction community? I mean, we want these generals to really come for it, right? Yes. I mean, I mean, we do hope that uh, when this project goes up for bid that uh, – individuals in the construction community really do see it as, as a great opportunity to put kind of their stamp on the community. And, and and that does mean a lot. I mean, we do hear that from contractors and subcontractors that, that, that they do uh, really uh, enjoy working on some of these community projects because they can really see, in, in this case, you know, uh, the all of the construction workers that work on this project will be able to enjoy the public market, visit the public market, so we do hope that within the construction community, there will be a lot of excitement about bidding on this project and being involved with this project. And and uh, hopefully a lot of construction workers can take pride in, in knowing that they helped uh, make it happen. I mean, yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot of trades involved, every trade involved um, in this project, basically. You know, you have everybody from cement, uh, HVAC, electricians, plumbers, um, anything, everything, and all in between. So when you think of how many people it's going to take to build this and how many communities and families this impacts, it'll be really cool to have your company name on the public market, meaning like that you did it, and um, you can bring your family and friends and say, we did this. This is so cool. I don't know. I think that's a neat, and maybe that's just because I work in engineering and I have a soft spot for construction, but it truly is, I know, um, you know, a point of pride for these companies. Uh, so looking forward to your bids. Um, last question here, timeline. Timeline, where are we at? You said bid goes out to bid and... Yep, so we're, we're looking to go out to bid in uh, summer of 2023, so this year. Um, and that would, uh, with all the processes that are required from advertisement to bid to start of construction, that would put us in a start of construction in, in uh, winter of 2023. Woo! Um, so... Um, upon start of construction, uh, we anticipate that the um, um, the phases of construction will take uh, uh, 14 to 16 months. Um, okay. um, and so we would be having a grand opening um, um, after that, that duration, which <laughs> yes. I believe is 2026. Okay. 2025. 2025. Okay. Brent was being, um, he was giving us a little extra time. That's all. That's nice. Um <laughs> That's great. Uh, thank you both. Anything else, resources people want to follow along on the process? I have the project page, obviously, Public Market City of Madison project page. Um, the foundation has a really nice website. Anything else I'm missing? Those are probably the best sources of information. Cool. Anything else you want to mention before we wrap up? Uh, again, uh, you know, this is really a great opportunity to help uh, some, some food entrepreneurs uh, prosper and grow within the city of Madison, and we really look forward to the community coming out and enjoying this facility once it's completed. Thanks, Matt. Brent? 
Um, uh, exactly what Matt said. I'm really excited to continue <laughs> to work with the, the team that we have, uh, enter, bringing in a new group of folks with the general contractor, um, and then really, really excited to see how the community uses this facility uh, upon completion. Oh, so am I. Thank you both for being here. If you have any more questions about this topic or any other topic that we cover on Everyday Engineering, please email us at engineering at cityofmadison.com because, as always, we're a resource for you every day in engineering.